Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Good morning and welcome, Mr. Wolfgang Puck and uh, David Gelb, the director of the wonderful documentary, which I've had the privilege of watching already. Wolfgang, welcome to the Money FM show, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Thank you. Okay, well, I'll start with you, David, if you don't mind. I mean, it's, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the documentary. Obviously, I knew Wolfgang as a, as a celebrity chef, and I just went to Spargo in Singapore just a couple of weeks ago. I absolutely loved it. Uh, but for you first, David, what was the inspiration or the genesis for this documentary? What, what, what made you want to make it? Well, I've always been a fan of Wolfgang, and uh, in my career, I've, I've filmed many chefs. But I had now an opportunity to film with the person who kind of started it all for me. Because, you know, I was a big fan, as I said, and um, if you're going to tell profiles of great chefs, then, you know, filming Wolfgang is like the ultimate, you know, it's the ultimate goal. Um, we wanted to give him his own movie because his story is so big. And because not only is it a story about a kid from Austria who came from a very poor home and managed to make it in America and became the biggest chef in the world, he also raised the profile for chefs everywhere. And so the yeah. entire world looks at food in a whole new light, thanks to Wolfgang. And uh, we wanted to capture all that and share that in our film. Well, that definitely comes across. And Wolfgang, you know, you are seen, whether you like it as, or not, as the world's first celebrity chef. Um, how did that come about for you? Did you see a gap in the market? I mean, uh, what was it for you? What was it you saw that you could fill? You know, I really think my passion for food is really the most important thing. And that really attracted a lot of different kinds of people. And I think food television in the 80s was not there. You know, now you have food competitions and food TVs all over the world. So I think when I started out being on Good Morning America or doing the Late Show here in America was really a big deal for a chef because no chef was doing that. Then, like doing the Oscars and stuff like that made actually our profession much more important than it was before. And that's what I'm the most part of really is creating our first restaurant or my first restaurant called Spargo with a totally open kitchen, a kitchen in the middle of the dining room. That didn't exist before either. You had a white tablecloth restaurant and the kitchen is right there and you could come and talk to the chef. So I think that really, and if I would look back, I said what was important to me, I think is the chef get the recognition they deserve. In the old time, it was always the manager or the owner who was out there with the bow tie on saying hello to the guests, and nobody knew who the chef was, and he had to do all the work, lunch, dinner, 15 hours a day. And I think that I'm proud of that I changed the culture of how a chef is regarded. Now, Today, they have this crazy word out, celebrity chef. I don't know who did that. You know, I put on my menu, California cuisine. I did not put on it, celebrity chef or anything like that. If somebody in the press came up with that word and why, I don't know. Because if you design clothes for somebody famous, you're not a celebrity designer. You're still a designer and I'm still a chef. <laughs> well, what I like about this documentary is that both of you clearly move away from that celebrity chef tag and I, I was surprised Wolfgang first how inspirational I found your story you know at, you left home very young you were determined to prove your stepfather wrong you said you would not go back unless you were a success then yeah. you had the, the chef one of your first chefs one of your first employers 
yeah. fire you. Yeah. I think it was over the mashed potato. Yeah. And you refuse to give up. Where does this drive, this determination, where does it come from? I think it's a little bit, as a young kid, I was 14 years old, so it's different today, obviously, you know. But it was this, this determination that I don't going to go back. You know, I want to move forward. I don't want to go back home. I don't want to face my stepfather. And I think then I said, you know what I'm going to do? When they fired me, I said, you know what? I'm going to terminate my life, basically. You're not going to jump in the river. And then somehow it came into my mind where I said, you know, uh, I'm just going to go back tomorrow and see what happened. And that's exactly what happened. And the apprentice who was ahead of me was very happy to see me because he didn't have to peel the potatoes and the onions. So he hid me down in the vegetables. And when the chef found me, he starts screaming, what are you doing here? And I grabbed me and tried And I was holding on to the potato bags and he tried to grab me out of the, uh, of the vegetable cellar and Finally, he called the owner up and said, you know, what, I can do nothing with this kid. He should go back home to his mother or whatever. And the owner had a little more empathy, and he sent me to his other restaurant, and then it was a little better there. But I still could not wait to get out of the country. I, when I was 17, I left for France, and I spent seven years in France, worked in some of the great restaurants. And luckily... I found my mentor. Luckily, I found my passion. And I wasn't passionate about cooking, and it was a way to get away from my stepfather. That was my number one goal. But when I went to Beaumaniere in South of France, a three-star restaurant, and there I saw Mr. Tullier, the owner and chef, with such a passion. And I remember him bringing Elizabeth Taylor in the kitchen and Marcelo Mastroianni and uh, Catherine Deneuve in the kitchen as a young boy, you look at this woman, especially, and say, oh, my God. And I said, I want to be like him. Not only was he an amazing chef, an amazing cook, but he was a great restaurateur. He walked in the dining room, talked to all the guests uh, and so forth. So I really modeled my first restaurant after him. Though my restaurant was less formal because we are here in L.A., so I said I want to create a little more fun. But I think to me, without him, I might be a truck driver today or do something different. He really changed my life, my outlook on what cooking can be. You know, it's like if somebody opens your eyes and says, you know, this is what you can do with this uh, food. This is what you can do with these ingredients to make something amazing, basically. So... My head was spinning at 100 miles an hour at that time, and I think he really got me where I wanted to go. David, it seems such a relatable story. That's what surprised me. You know, everyone thinks of Wolfgang as the celebrity chef, but here's a young boy. He travels the world to make a success of himself, and ultimately it seems to me like a story, and I'll say it, almost a a redemptive story with the family. And there's a strong family element running through this. Was that something you were keen to get across? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think a big part of the movie is Wolfgang having a chance to kind of reconcile with his past. You know, he really um, was, as you said before, he was trying to get away from his family, um, get away from, you know, his stepfather in Austria. And then finally... At the end of the film, we go back and we re- re- revisit those places. He puts Austrian food back on the menu. You know, he um, kind of reconciles with his past. And I think that's where you want to be, especially, you know, 
Wolfgang decided this is the time in his life where he wants to do it because then you've got better footing to look towards the future if you understand your past. Fantastic. And Wolfgang, finally, I think I've got time for one more. As I said, I went to Spargo, Singapore recently. Fantastic. Now, you know Singapore has a proud food culture, a proud Asian culture, and yet Spargo, Singapore is so popular. What is it? What is your magic ingredient? What is it about your food, your menu, that makes it so universally popular? Well, can I give you the whole, all the ingredients and then I will kill you because I don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> I think, you know, we really are in the hospitality business. So food obviously is really important. That The ingredients are really important, but also it's the hospitality and how we make the guests feel. You know, we have cut in the shopping center and uh, Spargo on top and, I think both restaurants are probably our two most successful restaurants. I always tell people, uh, Spargo and Cut in LA is only number two. Spargo and Cut in uh, Las Vegas is number three. The number one is Singapore. Cut in Singapore and uh, Spargo in Singapore are really amazing. And being at the Marina Bay Sands also is an amazing place to be there, be on top there looking on the city in the morning, looking out on the sea, seeing the boats out there, the sun coming up at night, seeing the sun go down over downtown, over the financial center. So but I think I really love Singapore. And what is great, the Singaporeans really love to go out and eat. So it's a great combination for me. And I can't wait to get back. Hopefully you open up the border soon. I can't wait to go to the Formula One race in September and, uh, Hopefully that will be the first time I can go there. Wonderful. Well, that's a great, you're still a master salesman for your restaurants, which is so impressive. <laughs> well, uh, Wolfgang Puck and uh, director David Gelb, I, your documentary Wolfgang currently showing on Disney plus is fantastic. I've seen it. I think it's terrific. Thank you so much for speaking to money FM today. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.